Hi, welcome to The Heavy with Andrew and Don, where we cover a large range of rock and metal topics for the casual listener, and I am your host, Don Sutherland. With me, as always, is my brother, Andrew Sutherland. What's up, dirtbags? Yeah, this is uh, this is the last episode of the season, just so everyone knows, it's the season finale, and Andrew asked if you had had a banger prepared, and you went, yeah, it's okay, so I'm a little worried. <laughs> I was super enthusiastic about it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested in what this is going to be. Um, but all right, yeah, what are we talking about? Today we're going to be talking about uh, a type of music called Deathcore, uh, what it is, a bit of a history on it, and how it fits into the heavy metal universe. All right, let's do it. All right, so... Uh, I've been listening to quite a bit of deathcore lately, so mostly to see what all the hype is about, as it seems to be popular among a lot of younger metal fans, or at least it was for a period. I guess in like the mid-2000s, it got really popular for a while. Yeah. So um, I'm definitely more of a metal traditionalist, personally. My favorite subgenre, aside from the classics like Sabbath and stuff like that, would probably be Thrash. So, you know, Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, bands like that. Uh, And then I, I would probably turn to power metal, uh, melodic death metal, technical death metal, and black metal. And like, they, like, these are all above uh, deathcore for me. Like I, It's not something I'm very familiar with. Yeah. Uh, deathcore, like I said, is a bit of a young man's game, or at least it was, I guess, <laughs> back in the mid-2000s. Uh, <laughs> and now it's been around for quite a while. So it's, it's, it's also taken a lot of flack from metal purists, who they, they tend to think of it as it just rips off a bunch of elements from true metal. Uh, by throwing in like a bunch of breakdowns and crap like that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that sounds that sounds like metal community criticisms for sure. Yeah, I mean me- metal the metal community can be a little bit elitist sometimes, I, I find. Uh yeah, I know I, I, I like to be I like to be a little more <laughs> open-minded, you know, about about different genres and give them a, yeah. a bit of a chance, but uh at least to understand why people like it, not just discredit it for for no reason, you know, or just like without you know on principle kind of thing yeah mm-hmm. to get a bit of a history on what led to the deathcore genre existing uh, I, I might be jumping around a bit but I'll, I'll go through a few things that i came across yeah uh, and one of the histories that i went through uh, about deathcore uh, they reference a straight edge vegan scene called h8000 out of belgium that uh it okay. developed in the early early 90s and it inspired a style of metallic hardcore uh, and as well as the the U.S. vegan straight-edge metalcore bands like Earth Crisis, Upheaval, uh, Abnegation, it's hard to say, uh, a band called Day of Suffering. Uh, These were all combining hardcore metal with uh, continually more death metal elements involved. Right. Uh, There's other articles that attribute the beginning of deathcore to other groups, and a lot of this is subjective, like what people, their their idea, like why they, how they think it developed kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, their, their, Their theories, I guess. Uh, so to clarify its origins, the progression was first to to metalcore, which you would be much more familiar with. So yeah. bands like like Trivium, Avenged Sevenfold, Killswitch Engage, uh, As I Lay Dying, bands like that. Yeah, um, I was actually it, I double checked to see if Trivium counted as deathcore because I hadn't heard that no. like reference to them before. Yeah, Trivium, Trivium doesn't incorporate enough death metal elements to be considered deathcore. But even like the I'll kind of come come to that after to be I'll be a little repetitive here, but like the one of the elements of deathcore is that it tends to not be melodic uh, oh, most often, 
I mean, there yeah. are instances where it is obviously, but the, those metalcore bands are like much more melodic than deathcore would be. Yeah, yeah. At least like all of the or like the bigger songs that I'm aware of always kind of revolve around a good chorus. Yeah, like they'll always have chorus. like they'll have like some screaming vocals, but then they'll have like a melodic chorus a lot of times. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of deathcore that's like not melodic at all. Right. Uh, so so deathcore took metalcore and like that punk energy with the heavy metal guitars and just upped the heaviness and the technical aspect of the music as well as adding death metal style lyrics with uh, the growling vocals that are typical of death metal and also screaming vocals or a combination of the two often often a combination of the two right so they switch between like the death metal growl and then these like screams these like hardcore more infused screams mm-hmm. um, i read an analysis someone did on deathcore that described it as mallcore kids trying to play death metal and try as they might they will never quite get it right <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure if, mall, mallcore like m-a-l-l mallcore so i'm not sure if that's like some like another scene that i'm not really familiar with i guess there's a lot of terminology that we weirdly enough uh i was really too young for it as well you were too old and i was too young like that yeah, was kind of right in between both of like when we would have been aware of the different scenes uh you know for the because oh, usually yeah. when you're, oh. when you're <clears throat> mid to late <clears throat> mid to late teens is probably when you'd really be a, yeah, like a, be into that kind of stuff. Like when I finally started buying music and stuff, I was buying like the new Queens of the Stone Age. And, uh, oh, we have a, a producer note <laughs> from Ian. Uh, Mallcore is defined as popular music that is overproduced, mainstream, corporately controlled, etc., as opposed to independent pro- popular music. Make that makes sense. So that this the Mallcore kids are kind of basically kind of posers, essentially. Yeah, which they're, like they're they're trying to get into something a little bit heavier, but they're not really. But was, so I mean. Saying this, like he described it in that analysis that I read, they had this description, but it, it sounds like they're knocking on him. But uh, it's an interesting take, and it and even like the the guy who wrote it didn't mean it as a slight on that scene. Oh, okay. Even though it sounded that way. So a prominent feature of deathcore, actually some prominent features, plural of deathcore are the uh, the energy of hardcore punk, uh, instrumental breakdowns, which I'll describe in a second. Uh, which is a huge part of deathcore. <laughs> uh, new metal grooves, blast beats, which is also in like death metal and black metal. Uh, death metal instrumental techniques and guttural vocals. Some vocalists have voices that they, they make these sounds. It sounds sort of some sort of like demonic pig, like a pig squeal mm-hmm. at times, which is like not all of them do that, but there's a few that do that quite a bit. And it's kind of, uh, I guess it's, it's usually related to the deathcore genre. Yeah, and, uh, I, know what you, and, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And also, like, ra- rarely melodic, although there are exceptions, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so breakdowns are one of the most identifiable features of deathcore, although far from exclusive to just to this genre. Uh, but these are parts of the song where the tempo was usually noticeably slowed down from the verse and chorus, and then the uh, guitarist will play, like, palm-muted riffs following the kick drum, and right. the, the drummer often playing, like, a simple four-quarter note ride pattern. These are all someone else's words. Like I don't really. I was gonna say, I was like these are definitely. <laughs> this is written down. It's much more technical than I would be able to comprehend usually. <laughs> uh, also, see, also seen breakdowns referred to as slam riffs, which makes more sense in a moshing context, I guess, because a lot of yeah, times, like yeah. in in live shows, these these breakdowns sections of the song will be. That's when like the moshing kind of goes nuts. Yeah, or they do the wall of death or something. Yeah, they have some kind of crazy shit going on in the pit, um, but. We've uh, we've talked about blast beats before, as they're often used in other metal subgenres such as death metal, black metal. 
which I just mentioned. Uh, I've, I've read the, the description. The blast beat generally comprises a repeated 16th note figure played at a very fast tempo and divided uniformly among the bass drum, snare, and ride, crash, or hi-hat cymbal, and essentially a violent blast of percussion with little regard for rhythm. And I, I may have even read that exact same description when I was talking about like maybe death metal or black metal at some point. <laughs> yeah, it could be but, applied uh, from a critiquing point of view. Anyway. Yeah, but for anybody who's not familiar or didn't listen to those or forgot what they were, I just wanted to clarify. Yeah. Um, there's a, you ever heard of Masterclass? It's like uh, a... Like the program? I, I don't know what it, I don't know what it is. It's just I found a Deathcore article from Masterclass that like broke things down in, in like a, a like a strangely like technical way like, with very little That's, emotion, you know. <laughs> Master, I didn't know Masterclass did articles. I know that they're the ones that do like, hey, learn comedy with Judd Apatow for like a hundred dollars a week or some something like that. Yeah, I think it might be the same organization. Uh, but I, I read a Masterclass article. Then uh, it broke up deathcore into five further subgenres. So it was uh, new deathcore, so like NU, like like new metal related or with new right. metal influences. Uh, technical deathcore, uh, which would have you know more technical guitar work, kind of similar to like technical death metal, where like the guitar works much more advanced. Yeah, I believe it's called mathcore. Math, or at math, least that's actually, it is. I think mathcore is one of the sub subgenres. <laughs> Oh like really? That, yeah, or, was, or, or or it's it's another like it's another influence of that genre. What well, I was I was reading about uh, when I looked up Dillinger Escape Plan just now, their their math core, math core. but they but yeah. it branched off from metal core for them. So oh man, there's just so many subgenres. It gets like really confusing. Uh, there's one called Degent uh, Core, so it's like D J E N T C O R E. Core. Yeah, I'll 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 get a little more into that i think i have a little bit of a a better description of that further down here but right. uh, oh here's here's something interesting that just kind of aside metalcore is parent genres according to wikipedia are heavy metal hardcore punk punk uh extreme metal and christian music what the heck <laughs> uh, that, that doesn't make any sense so that that uh gentcore one it's like uh, i think a lot of it comes from the band this, the this playing style of a band called Mashuga. You ever heard of Mashuga? Oh yeah, I know. Mash I love Mashuga. Yeah. So like they they have a lot of like time changes and stuff, and their their music's really yep. like there's just a lot of uh, uh, complexity, I guess. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's related to that some somewhat. Like that's where the, it kind of comes from. That yeah. Uh, uh, that term. Uh, yeah. My yeah, MySpace Deathcore. So like MySpace. Like uh, the, you say uh, MySpace Metal. MySpace Deathcore. Death so like so there's there's a lot of bands that got really popular. Uh, putting their stuff out on on MySpace early oh, on. Oh, just from there, okay. Yeah, like just using that as a platform for their music, right? Uh, and then br uh, brutal deathcore, and they they spell brutal like B R two zeros T A L. <laughs> it's um, uh, it's integral to the to the art, yeah. And I'm sure there's I'm, I'm sure there's more, but these are five of the the main subgenres. Right. Yeah, gotcha. And a, a quick segue. Uh, just gonna throw this in here. Um, so as I was writing this this out the script uh, i was listening to a band called Whitechapel on my spotify so oh, yeah. they're, they're, um, so as i take notes for this uh, as i was taking notes for this episode uh, i had to point out that you were currently listening to a song called shiver by maroon five yeah. <laughs> 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 it's about to shame you a little bit <laughs> it's hey okay 
<clears throat> Songs About Jane is a fantastic album. They changed a lot after that. <laughs> but that that album legitimately good. good. Cuz it's yeah. it's a, it's a good album. They it's it's got yeah, some guitars enough. and instruments and stuff. It's like old uh, Coldplay, you know. Yeah, Adam Levine's a douche. <laughs> he's a douche. Okay, he's a douche now. He was maybe a douche then, but at least he was a douche that was writing like catchy songs that meant a little bit more. I just know while I was listening to some badass deathcore, you were listening to Maroon Five, so <laughs> Yeah. Well, I was listening to it in the shower because uh oh, Matt, because my my leg doesn't work, so I have like a shower chair, so I sit there for a while while my ankle heals. Your your leg doesn't work so you couldn't hobble over to change the shitty song. To the <laughs> That's next just one. like <laughs> it popped up somewhere and I'm like, yeah, I might as well listen to this album while I'm in the shower. And over two days I listened to it. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, and uh, in contrast to metalcore, which will often feature melodic vocals, like I mentioned before, uh, notably in the chorus and much of what I've listened to anyway, and, and lighter subject matter, relatively speaking, deathcore is generally divided into three generations or phases. Right. So what's known as the first first gen of deathcore was heavily influenced by melodic death metal, like we talked about before, the the Gothenburg sound, like the the band specifically at the gates that we talked about before. Yeah, I remember at the gates. So listening to some bands that could be grouped in this first gen, like Darkest Hour or Unearth, uh, I could Im- immediately hear the similarities. Uh, a couple other bands, uh, All All Shall Perish and As Blood Runs Black, are like considered deathcore bands. I think. Uh, Darkest Hour and Unearth are like kind of pre-deathcore. They're not really. They kind of existed before deathcore became a thing, but they're. If you listen to them, they're like you can tell they had a huge influence on that genre early on, or, or right. what would become that genre. Um, yeah. And then also uh, very early, Bring Me the Horizon, who are very far removed from deathcore now, but their first, at least their first album, uh, maybe their first couple albums or few albums, uh, were actually deathcore. Yeah, I've. Uh... <laughs> They've actually I've listened to a little bit of those guys, and I remember like I think they put out a new song recently, mm-hmm. and even compared to the their mainstream stuff that I had only listened to, it was like wow, this is getting a lot lighter. I remember thinking that when their new stuff came out. Yeah, it's like it's it's basically pop music now. Like they're yeah. not even they're not even metalcore. Like they're they're like light alternative pop. Like I and I mean some of their newer stuff they're fairly experimental. I've some of their stuff in the last few years is all right but they're they're far far from deathcore now but uh yeah. listening to their first album was like it was pretty freaking heavy i'll have to check out some of their older stuff uh the second generation of deathcore it would start manifesting actually this even the same year uh, and, and these were considered so i think this was like i'm trying to remember i think it was like 2004 i didn't have the, the year written down but I, I believe it was around 2004 uh the second generation started manifesting that year uh these were considered the brutal like i said with the two zeros Right, uh, deathcore bands, and they incorporated a breakdown heavy style in their music, influenced a lot by death metal bands like Suffocation, Dying Fetus, and Devourment. Uh, and Suffocation, I, I don't know too much about Devourment. All I know is their lyrics are like just horrible. Like, well, not horrible, but like like just very very uh, like offensive. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, I got you. <laughs> but which I have no problem with at all. It's just I never really heard of them before. But like, as far as the the quality of the music though, like Suffocation and Dying Fetus are top notch. Like, I really like those bands, especially right. Dying Fetus. I listened to a lot of them back in the day. But this group of brutal deathcore bands would come to the forefront of the genre. They'd become the the most popular, kind of like the flagships for the genre. So mm-hmm. uh, a few of the bands that are uh, higher profile would be Job for a Cowboy. I don't know if you heard of them. Uh, 
That sounds familiar, but I can't think of a song. I, I might have. Another band called Thy Art is Murder, uh, Suicide Silence. Suicide Silence is like yes. maybe the biggest one. Um, mm. jo Job for a Cowboy is actually known for, they're one of the, one of the MySpace deathcore bands, so they were known for growing a big following through their MySpace page. Pretty cool. Although they, uh, they shifted away from deathcore uh, towards more technical death metal on their more recent albums. So, uh, yeah, there's actually quite a few of these bands that aren't true deathcore bands anymore, but, uh, I mean, we're just kind of talking about the, uh, uh, you know, the, the genesis of the genre, I guess. Yeah, that is interesting, though. I wonder, like, what the reason would be culturally for a shift over. If I, I, it might just be because they just ran out of songs to write for that, or, or they just wanted to, like, <laughs> yeah. maybe, get a, maybe they just wanted to get a little more explorative with their musicianship, you know? Only like, so uh, much you can do with that genre. Well, when you start, especially as a guitar player, it's it's probably more challenging to, to move to a more uh, technical genre type because you can just yeah, kind of go a little yeah, more, you have a little more freedom with your uh, songwriting and your and your musicianship, right? your, your guitar work. Yeah. You don't have as much as much free reign. Yeah, it's just a lot of a lot of freaking breakdowns, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the uh, the third gen of Deathcore is considered to be not only the the new metal influence group, but also uh, pro prog, like progressive influence. Uh, the, oh, yeah. Degent metal, uh, mathcore influences, like you were just mentioning. Uh, so bands like uh, Immure, Veil of Maya, Dysphoria, uh, even Suicide Silence, I guess. Uh, they put an album called The Black Crown, a few albums into their career, and that was very new metal influenced deathcore. Mm -hmm. And yet another crossover are also the, the grindcore influenced deathcore bands, like the, the Red Chord and a band called See You Next Tuesday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, good, good name. Oh, yeah. So basically, like, I mean, all these deathcore subgenres are influenced by like another subgenre of, of like some kind of metal, like death metal or black metal or something. Right. I was watching this. Oh man, I I don't. I wish I could find the actual video, but I was watching this guy talk about deathcore, and he had this clips of some this metalhead guy just going off about how shitty deathcore is. And he's just like, it's all this, no, no, not even any talent. It's just like, blah, 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 like breakdowns. And like the way he was saying it was so, it was so funny. And he was like, but it was like, it sounded like this ridiculous rap, but he actually like made sense the way he was going off about it. But it was so funny. He just he kept so, going back to the breakdowns. He was so mad about it. <laughs> it was hilarious. I, I really respected his, his take on it for sure. As long as he makes sense. But I was wondering yeah. why he kept going back to the breakdowns is because of that guy. Oh yeah, and the, the the guy who was doing the video, he's like a uh, some kind of personality. Like a, I can't remember his name. He's like a, I think he's like a punk guy, but he was talking about deathcore. But he kept just showing clips of this this other guy going off about how shitty deathcore is. It was pretty pretty okay. awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, that's not necessarily my point of view. Like, I think there's some some great deathcore, but I'm not like it's not my favorite uh, right. subgenre of metal for sure. Yeah, fair enough. So, a band called Despised Icon. Their first album is called Consumed by Your Poison. It features some pretty insane pig squeal type vocals that I was talking about, and this is really early in the genre's timeline. It's it's, it's almost like hard to believe that these sounds are even coming out of a human. <laughs> so there's a, another guy, another guy more recently called his name's uh, Will Ramos, and he's from a band called Lorna Shore, and he does some super impressive pig squeal style vocals. Like he's got like I, it's, I don't know how they make those sounds, man. It's pretty nuts. And do you want to know? Yeah. But uh, Despise Icons, a Canadian band, and they're considered by a lot of people to, to be a, a pioneer of deathcore. So they kind of, when they came out with that album, deathcore still didn't have a name yet. It wasn't really a thing. But if you listen to them, uh, and we'll, I'll play a song from them in our 
work a playlist, but you'll gather uh, a lot of the influence that these bands later on would get from these guys, from their sound. Right. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's really all I had on Deathcore. I just wanted to do a little bit of a, uh, a history on it and kind of discuss it a bit. It's not something I'm I'm personally really into, but it's it was kind of fun to take a bit of a dive into it, and especially just like listen to the music. And it branches and, uh, out to a lot. So like, there's a lot that comes from that. Like, even yeah. as you're talking, just metalcore in general well, has like it's probably another couple of those. Well, and I was able to find honestly, I was able to find a lot of stuff that I'd never heard that I really enjoyed, and uh, and a lot of it wasn't the big bands that were easier to find you know you have to kind of get a little deeper into it and then you uh you read about bands and you read about their influences and then you start going back to those bands and going back to the bands that influenced them and then other bands that, were in scene that weren't as well known yeah they're just there's just so many bands to to go through and i mean a lot of good music to be honest like it's just it's it's uh intimidating how much right. good music there is once you you know get down that rabbit hole like, yeah, okay. all these like cult following subgenres that are like, very popular, mm-hmm. but with really specific people. Yeah. Well, it's it's surprising. Like sometimes I'm I'm expecting all this music to be like really shitty quality and like unlistenable, and then I end up it ends up being like really good. I'm like, how is this not bigger? You know, like how how do these bands not do better than they did? Or like have yeah. more following? It's crazy. Or it just must... it's probably just a, a matter of the volume of material. It's just that there's just so much that people can only. The majority of like the the public can only get into so much in 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 a, in a big way, you know. They're just like a, yeah, it's not, it's not possible to to but get the following. In every... They have like very very intensive a following. Yeah, I mean a lot of the oh, ones that have been around a while are, are yeah. So there's a lot of very uh, dedicated fan bases. Yeah, yeah. Like you might have even noticed as well. Uh, like when I was in high school, I was going to all these shows at the all these metal shows at the, the university here. So they had the big venue for that. And like you'd see a lot of really similar faces each time. It's like you're you're only selling out like the what fourth maybe biggest venue in the city yeah. or something. But you're selling out every single time. It's like no matter what, people are gonna buy tickets. You're just never gonna sell like less or more than like this amount. Like yeah, it's, yeah. It probably works that way. Yeah. Alright, so uh let's get to the workout playlist. Wanna yep. hear some deathcore? Let's let's do it. I ain't got time to bleed. Into the trouble. Let's put a smile on that face. I took the wrong week to quit drinking. I want to know if I know like at least one of these songs. Uh, there's a chance you will not know any of them, but let's uh, let's give it a try. Okay, I almost saw Whitechapel once, so that was close. Oh, you're gonna be disappointed then. No, <laughs> I'll, uh, we'll get into that later. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Song one. It's a song called "Compelled to Copulate." Great song title. Okay. <laughs> it's by uh, by Despise Icon from their "Consumed by Your Poison" album, originally released in 2002. So these okay. guys are Canadian deathcore pioneers, although. Apparently, they don't embrace the genre label, but uh, they combine brutal heaviness with, at times, these inhuman-sounding vocals and uh, also a wicked breakdown mid-song, if you like breakdowns. <laughs> it's not really... <laughs> this, like kind of used to it. <laughs> yeah, like, this kind of music's not really my cup of tea, but I, I respect the impact they had on multitudes of deathcore bands after them. Uh, very right. visceral lyrics, which would be the MO for a lot of deathcore bands as well. Okay. And an incredibly, incredibly 2000s album cover. Oh, the way for the sure, graphics man. are. It's yeah. like they got Photoshop and they use the default fonts. 
Yeah, yeah. Very low budget. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, compelled to copulate. Spies.com. I think I'm on the same page as you. Not maybe not to the furthest degree, but like I get it. Yeah. I don't love it, but I get it. Yeah, like I don't go out of my way to listen to it, but I but I I, I kind of like to listen to it just to hear what other people are hearing that like were more heavily influenced by it that really yeah. got it. And and you, you can I mean you can. Oh I, yeah, I can, definitely. There's definitely some merit to it. It's just not necessarily my personal thing, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm more into the like I I do really enjoy um, like, like metalcore and that style, and it's it's similar to that obviously, but it's a little bit further down the. Oh, yeah. I don't know what roto would be. It's just it's heavier. Yeah, yeah. There, there, it's I mean that's the thing about deathcore is like even compared to a lot of death metal, deathcore is like super intense and very heavy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, with I the mean, squealing for sure, it, it creates like a whole different world. Yeah, I mean they're not all like that. They don't all have the squealing, but it it it, it is a a characteristic of this genre, mm-hmm. um, or one of the characteristics, I guess. Yeah, but again, yeah, like I, I get it, I understand the appeal. It's all. And I don't. I don't mind it. It's just all pig squeals and breakdowns, man. What's well, it's really? <laughs> I don't. It's something like even more primitive than punk, honestly, because you can't understand a word they're saying. It's just like grunts, noises, yeah. fast music, and a beat. Like, yeah, I feel yeah. it feels very primitive in a, a cool way. I'd say it is. I mean, uh, then the, even the next song is going to be much more refined. You, you'll see, like, okay. you'll yeah. hear a difference like immediately. Uh, I just wanted to start from from there because that uh, that Despise Icon album is very influential to the genre. Okay. So, right. All right. Uh, song number two. It's called "Laid to Rest," which is also the name of many other songs, including a Lamb of God song, which is really good. <laughs> but this is by All Shall Perish. It's okay. from the Hate Malice Revenge album, originally released in 2003. Uh, this is this style is a bit more my speed. The uh, there's very obvious at the gates and melodic death metal influence, uh, and like the crushing heaviness seamlessly mixed with the emotive melodies. <laughs> I, I don't know why I wrote it that way. Uh, it's more my jam. Uh, although true deathcore fans may spit on me for that because <laughs> I'm probably liking <laughs> the exact thing they hate, but uh, that, that's fine. Nah, whatever, whatever, teach their own, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, once again, nothing but Photoshop default fonts. I love it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, they they couldn't they couldn't afford like an artist to do their album cover. <laughs> yeah. Stuff, right? Like, <laughs> hey, you got that free trial still? Hey, did you torrent yeah. <laughs> Photoshop? <laughs> all right. Lay dressed. All shall perish. I love that song. That is that is great. That's, that's pretty good. Eh? You could definitely. Like it sounds so much like At the Gates. Like it's. They could definitely see, hear that influence. 
that, yeah, that and, um, Gothenburg melodic death metal sound. Yeah, it's it's just great that you, and you know what the breakdowns pretty good. They're good. Yeah, they they have their place. I, I just like to make fun of them because it just some people There's are so all many. about that shit. Yeah, it just it's, it's yeah. kind of silly, but I I totally get it. Especially in a live show, it's just the way it gets the crowd going. Like I, I totally un- I understand. Yeah, it um, makes sense. If you're if you're writing a song like kind of with the concert experience in mind, it, it makes sense. Yeah. And I can imagine this, builds. some of these bands, even the ones that I'm not the biggest fan of, are probably amazing live. It's probably the, the energy is probably insane. So I, I, you know, I get that too. Yeah. If it's um, but, anything like my metal metalcore concerts, because I've been in a few of those, like it yeah. is very very exciting oh yeah and i mean th- these guys like all show parish are out of the early bands they're definitely one of my favorites mm-hmm. uh i i really like their style uh, incorporating like the, the the melodic metal into the the deathcore sound yeah um, and the yeah. next band actually also does that too uh they came came into the game a little bit later uh so the third song is called in uh in dying days by okay. a band called as blood runs black it's from the album allegiance released in 2006 uh, so this is another one embracing the melodic side of deathcore, uh, even more melodic than All Shall Perish, it seems to me, at least from what I've heard. Uh, as Blood Runs Black takes this uh, the deathcore intensity and then, you know, they couple it with a lot of melodic guitar work. Uh, and in this song, they definitely try to slow it right the fuck down for the obligatory breakdown. <laughs> We're just going to keep going back to these breakdowns. But <laughs> well, if they're in every song, it, we have to. Yeah, I think I think every one of these songs has at least... It's got to have at least one like intense breakdown, you know, like, like epic. I don't know. <laughs> Something that makes people feel, I don't know, more adrenaline. Something really intense. I suppose. We're like, you're in the pit and all of a sudden the song slows down. You're just like, oh, and then they just start. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. All right. In Dying Days, As Blood Runs Black. It's kind of a sick breakdown. <laughs> it's, yeah, pretty, yeah, it's pretty like, good. Like a wicked that was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I actually, I actually enjoyed it. These so far they're making sense within the songs. Also, I hear because um, this is 06, right? This album. Am I looking at the right date for this? 2006. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, it it sounds, it sounds a lot like trivium and i'm not saying that they're like taking inspiration from trivium but i can kind of hear how like whatever influences they both had seem to be coming through seems yeah i mean a a lot of their it seemed like they probably came from a a similar scene right yeah Uh, exactly and around the same time so yeah i like the different they do the different kinds of the growling and like screaming and it works yeah that's that's the thing i noticed about death deathcore is they they switch between the death metal vocals and then like those, like the kind of the hardcore like, like I don't know how you what do they call it. It's more of a scream though, anyway, right? Like a yeah. like a raspy scream. One of the bands that I don't have on here that that has uh, actually two vocalists is uh, uh, Angel Maker from Vancouver. 
Okay. They uh and they do a really good job with the two vocalists with like the different vocal styles. It's pretty it's yeah. pretty cool. Okay. Uh, so cool. they'll have and then they'll also have like the that death metal growl and then like that that hardcore scream. Right. Right. That was like I like that though. The All right, we're gonna terrible band name because I can't say it. But as blood runs black, it's, it is a mouthful. <laughs> uh, the the next one's not much better. Uh, okay. <laughs> so the next we're gonna get into the the meat of it here with the uh, some some brutal deathcore. Uh, okay. So these and, and these bands would have been Bru- like I said, brute, they, kind of the, brutal with the zeros, bruise zero, double zero, tall. Yes. <laughs> uh, so these bands were kind of the flagship for deathcore at the time. Okay. Uh, I won't play all of them, but I'll I'll play a couple of them. So song number four, it's a song called Knee Deep by Job for a Cowboy, which is also a fucking mouthful. Uh, <laughs> it's from from their Doom EP, which was released in did I say nineteen ninety five? I feel like that's wrong. Is that, is that real? I think it's probably 2005. I don't know why I put 1995. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's 2005. <laughs> yeah, my, my bad. They're, these guys are way too young to fucking be coming Well, out if they got famous on MySpace, too. <laughs> yeah, they're, I'm pretty sure they're way younger than me, so it's definitely not 1995. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, sorry, sorry. Uh, the Doom EP released in 2005, which makes okay. way more sense for what we're talking about. Uh, Job mm-hmm. for a Cowboy were like the poster boys for the MySpace deathcore scene. Okay. Unrelentingly Heavy. And uh, Doom was one of the prominent early brutal deathcore releases. And, and again, it's not really my thing, but I respect it. Uh, Knee Deep has some pretty cool riffs. It's not melodic at all. Uh, the lyrics are super bleak. And like I was saying before, a job for a cowboy later transitioned to a uh, technical death metal style. So, right. That makes sense. Yeah. I've definitely, like now that I've, I'm going through their song names and stuff, someone tried to get me to listen to those, these guys at one point, and I mm. just didn't do it. Yeah, they so were really big for a while. Like they uh, they kind of blew up with all that MySpace stuff. They got really big for a while back in the mid two thousands, early two thousands. So, okay, yeah, I'm not I'm not just imagining that I remember the name then. I guess. All right, knee deep, job for a cowboy. I, again, I get it. They deserve to be big. That was that's a wicked song. I'm yeah, loving a lot of this. I think these guys. Actually, the more I listen to it, the more I like it. <laughs> but uh, uh, these guys are also really young. I think when they put this out, they were probably in their teens. I think still they're. That's like, crazy. Yeah, super young. Really good. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason that they they had a bit of hype to them for a while right. there. Oh, absolutely. And, and I was looking it up. Like their their last album they put out, I can't remember what it's called, but like I said, it was more of a tech death album. But it was really good. Uh, but they it seems like they stopped making music i think their last album was like 2014 uh, or something like that, or 16 yes, like, yeah. a while yeah you're right i just uh, looked it up yeah uh, and it was pretty good so it's, it's it's too bad if they're they're not making music anymore because they definitely have some talent yeah um we're going to go to another so-called brutal deathcore band okay. uh possibly at the time the the biggest deathcore band okay. so we're gonna do a song called bludgeon to death by suicide silence it's from their their album The Cleansing, released in two thousand seven. Uh, so, like I said, this is like brutal deathcore. They're kind of the the band for this this right. part of the genre. Uh, it's full out death metal style growls, interspersed with those higher pitched screams. No melodic vocals whatsoever. <laughs> the uh, the guitars are dense and unrelenting. Uh, the breakdowns 
epic <laughs> uh, <laughs> or wicked, whatever you want. <laughs> um, parts Rad, of it, radical. Honestly, parts of a, a little bit of it uh, is reminiscent to me of old Cannibal Corpse, like uh, okay. Chris Barnes' Cannibal Corpse. You know, from like the Hammer Smash Face time period. Sure. Um, it's the only it, song I know by Cannibal Corpse, so yes. Yeah, well, so you can relate then. Yeah. <laughs> so, Deathcore fans, people might be upset with me because I'm, these are the only brutal Deathcore van, bands I'm really going to include in here. And I, I know some people would be like, oh, but, you know, Whitechapel's the best one. Uh, well, I'm sorry, but I can only put so many <laughs> bands that all sound the same on here. Uh, <laughs> so. I don't think they're going to be upset that White Chapel's not in it. I think they'd be upset with that. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay, uh, so yeah, check it out. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Bludgeon to Death, Suicide Silence, and sick album cover. I love it. Favorite one so far. Yeah, it, awesome. it is actually a really sweet album cover. Mm-hmm. All right, Bludgeon to Death. It's it, it's good. Uh, yeah. It's it sounds like it's built for a, a show, a live There's show. Like, it does it does feel like I think these brutal deathcore bands like it's not really out of the whole genre. They're probably my least favorite subgenre of it, which is the opposite. Like I mean, they seem to be of a lot of people because these bands seem to be the most popular out of all these groups. Yeah, um, I, but it, it, it must just... really translate well live. That's what I feel. It's like it's got to be so much energy to it, I guess. And like, yeah, there's. I, nothing Definitely. subtle about these bands at all like these the brutal ones like they're very in your face yeah true and it, like again it's good it's a good song but it's it's definitely sounds like something that's yeah. built for an experience not when you have to be just listening you have to be in the right mood for it like if you're in the mood if, if you unless you're in the mood to just like be super super freaking angry and aggressive it's like this is not for you <laughs> yeah true, true. <laughs> i don't even know if i can work out to that song it's almost too angry throwing weights around yeah, I mean, if you're having like a really, really hard workout and you're lifting real heavy and you just want to be pit and you're pissed off, it might be good. <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. very, very intense anyway. But uh, I mean, I do get why they're, you know, at the top of the genre, they're, they're good at what they do. And, and I love, love heavy, heavy music. And mm-hmm. it's just uh, sometimes I can, I can only listen to this once in a while. It's not an all time thing for me. Yeah, so, yeah. It's, it's just a whole different kind of emotion for it. I just can't be this angry all the time. It's just too unhealthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to number six. Uh, it's a song called. We're kind of. We're gonna take a step away from the brutal deathcore. Okay. Uh, it's a song called "Illusionist" by a band called Born of Osiris. It's from the album "Tomorrow We Die Alive," released in 2013. And I'm I'm definitely changing it up a bit. I thought I'd throw in like a progressive Degent style deathcore band with some crazy guitar work, a lot of time tempo changes, use of polyrhythms. Okay. Uh, Born of Born of Osiris is definitely on the other end of the spectrum from the brutal deathcore groups, and it, it really shows the diversity within that scene. Right, it's a cool name too. I like that. Yeah, I really like it. These guys are good. Mm. All right, Illusionist, Born of Osiris. Separate from all your wishful thinking. I want to prove what my heart is thinking. It's hard to focus with this test How could I bet this? 
I, I kind of mean this in a good way, but that song makes me feel I'm in, like I'm in a haunted house made by nerds. It's like it's very video game music sounding, eh? Yeah, maybe that like, maybe oh. that's why. Okay, that's definitely yeah. why. Because like the ding 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 with the bells, like I kind of uh, like it, but it also yeah, I feel like a CGI creature. Yeah, it's it's kind of cool though. It's it's different anyway. It's it's it definitely a far cry from the brutal stuff. And I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. I mean, I, I probably the the suicide silence is a lot easier to get into than this because it's just simpler, right? Yeah, this is a lot more so experimental, for yeah. sure. Um, so song number seven, we're going to go like totally the other way now. <laughs> um, okay. It's a song called Soil the Stillborn. Don't read the lyrics because they're horrendous, oh. <laughs> like disgusting. Um, uh, I'm <laughs> now. This is a band called Infant Annihilator. <laughs> it's just, oh. just by the band name right away, you can tell they're going to be like, very offensive. Why are all their <laughs> songs about babies? Like, I get that it's your name. <laughs> It's like, it's like, it's your band name every single song. It's, it's, it's so, man, it's like so tongue in cheek though. Like it's it's obviously a joke. Like they're they're very very offensive. It's like Cannibal Corpse, mm-hmm. where they're, they're like offensive to the point where it's ridiculous, you know. Um, yeah. And but I but I but I love it just because it's they're pushing it so far that it's like to me it's hilarious. I don't know, but uh, so this this is from the album called the Elysian Grandeville Galliarch. <laughs> I can't. I don't know, man. I was looking <laughs> okay. right at it. And I'm like, yeah, say that yeah. word. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if this is English. I don't. But it's a. Uh, it's a mouthful. Uh, it was released in 2016. Uh, like I was saying, it's back to the far opposite end of the deathcore spectrum. It's like right. com- completely over the top brutality in both the music and much more so the lyrics. Even. <laughs> uh, I would imagine that Infinite Annihilator do not take their themes seriously at all. Like they must not, or they'd be in jail. Uh, yeah. The overwhelming intensity of the music is undeniable uh, the drumming is hyper fast i feel it might be a drum machine but i'm not sure if it's not a drum machine it's very very impressive okay. uh, i'm not sure yeah like it, it doesn't sound human it's so fast but uh the guitar work is is really good as well uh, and there's actually there's just something to me personally there's something beautiful in the br- absolute brutality of it like it's just so ridiculously over the top the outlandish it's just ridiculous yeah. lyrics but there's some, like there's some great art in there somewhere, you know. I, like I, I don't know. I love it. Yeah, like pedophilic ultimatum has been making me laugh for the last like five minutes. It's, it's like you have it's no other choice. So many, so many syllables. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's uh, uh, that's hilarious. All right, <laughs> soil the stillboard was the right one, right? Yeah, that's the song. That's okay. Yeah. All right, infant annihilator, soil the stillborn. <laughs> All right, it's gonna. It's a lot like. Uh, oh, what was the first band? Despised Icon. Oh, yeah, Despised Icon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's not my thing, but I get yeah. it. I understand I, it. I always la- like when I when I read the lyrics and I listen to it. It's like I I laugh just thinking about how pissed off people would get about this music. Like, oh my god, I how, to how read the like just how offended people would get it just makes me laugh because they just Whoa. like you know I would love to see the faces of. 
oh. certain people reading these lyrics. Oh my <laughs> like, god! Yeah, I, didn't, I forgot to look at them. <laughs> oh man, like it's just so horribly offensive. The so, first like, two lines alone. <laughs> wow. But it, but it's like it's it's offensive to a point where it's 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 a joke, right? Like it's so ridiculously over the top. But I mean, it's another thing where it's like I cannot listen to this all the time. It's just too intense. Oh my god! Too no, much. yeah. But uh, like, I say, I got to the end of the song. There's quite the quite the mic drop at the end. Of that. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Um. All right, on to number eight. The song right. is called "The The Shaping Sickness." It's by a band called Shadow of Intent from a, the album Primordial, released in 2016. Uh, this is more of a tech deathcore band with symphonic elements. Uh, Shadow of Intent started out heavily using themes from the Halo games, and their, their band name actually references a Covenant ship. Uh, their mu- musicianship, it. yeah, it's pretty cool. Their musicianship is top notch, and the songs they listen to are complex and compelling. And uh, they're probably one of my favorite of the newer deathcore bands. Cool. All right. The Shaping Sickness, Shadow of Intent. Halo themed metal music with some legitimately great melodies is not something I thought I was going to get out of this episode. Yeah, it's it's all sweet. Halo themed. I was pretty. It's been, well, I think like they got away from that a little bit later, but this first album, I think this is their first full length album or something. But yeah. their early, their early stuff was like completely Halo themed. Awesome <laughs> Halo, yeah. Halo metal. That's a, they're their own genre. That's pretty that's bad. Incredible. I love it. All right. Yeah, I thought you liked that. Uh, all right, yeah. we got two more songs for you. Uh, song number nine is a song called Hell by the band Slaughter to Prevail from the album Chapters of Misery released also in 2016. They're, as I worded it in my write-up, <laughs> Russian deathcore brutalizers. <laughs> Getting a little <laughs> creative here with my wor- wording, but uh, solid band. Uh, not my favorite as I usually lean toward the more the technical and melodic side, but I respect their sound and their intensity. Singer Alex Terrible has a pretty wicked growl, and he's a really intimidating-looking dude. He's got like scars on his face and stuff. Like he's uh, Alex yeah, Terrible. Intense, yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of their lyrics are in Russian, and they're known to wear these crazy demonic skull masks on stage, and in their videos, and they, that's a pretty intimidating image. But yeah, they're uh, they're one of the the bigger new deathcore bands right now. Okay, interesting. Yeah, never never heard of them. All right, slaughter to prevail. Hell. It kind of has its own twist to it, I think, because uh, maybe the Russian band element. There's probably a different influence. You know, I don't think I know a lot of Russian metal bands, so there what, must this, be something there. In this song, I think all the lyrics are in Russian, actually. Yeah, they, yeah. I I checked and they they were. But he's got like a he's he's got like a really really low, like growl, like a really intense. Mm-hmm. Voice. It's really cool. 
and if you watch their videos like their their live their stage presence looks pretty pretty cool too like really uh aggressive and intense like it's uh mm -hmm. maybe pretty cool to see live but it's, I mean, like i said it's, it's another band's not really my thing i guess but but i i i respect it and like i i probably enjoy a live show from these guys mm -hmm. i would say it's just not something that i listen to on like a daily basis or anything Mm -hmm. and uh, all right we're gonna wrap it up song number 10 all right uh, the song is called of the abyss by a band called lorna shore they're uh one of the newer bands it's from the uh ep they released called and i return to nothingness released in 2021 uh, lorna shore is probably the biggest if not one of the biggest deathcore bands right now although they formed back in 2009 they found their biggest success with their new and current vocalist a guy named uh, will ramos or ramos okay. whatever uh, with their single "To the Hellfire," uh, Lorna Shore current their current style would probably be best described as like a blackened deathcore with symphonic elements, so some sort of black metal deathcore hybrid. And for me, it totally works. Like this is the kind of stuff that I actually listen to quite a bit. Uh, their music it manages to be both majestic and complex while being brutally heavy. Uh, and "Of the Abyss" is off the same EP as "To the Hellfire," so the song that I picked in their their big song that got them pretty big. So that basically that EP kind of got them going. Like they were, they'd already put out a couple albums and stuff with the, their previous singer, uh, right. but this got them, this got them really uh, kind of in the spotlight. Cool. Yeah. So uh, Ramos has like a pretty intense vocal style, which has complemented the musical direction of the band from their earlier stuff. All right. Yeah. Let's check it out. Of the Abyss, Lauren Shore. I love it. I think that might be my favorite song of the whole thing. Yeah, that's kind of why I put it at the end because it, it's probably up for me too. It's I think it's my favorite. Like they're they're probably my favorite deathcore band. Just the way they've combined, they started combining the, the black metal and the, the symphonic stuff with the with the the deathcore vocal style, and and, and throw in some you know breakdowns and whatnot. <laughs> but uh, they uh, yeah, I don't know. They, yeah, I, I really, yeah. All the all the elements that they've put together it just really hit it for me. Like they, it's perfect. It is pretty great. I figured that was a good one to end it with, but uh, oh, definitely. And I also like that uh, Will Will Ramos. Yeah, that voice is crazy. And he does. He's, he's not. He's kind of an unassuming guy. Like he doesn't seem like he, he just seems like an innocent looking little dude. Like yeah, the picture uh, the picture comes up on Spotify and he's got like the little pink tuft of hair. Yeah. Oh, and he's and he's like I've seen him interviewed before and he's just like a really seems like a really down to earth like decent dude too. Cool. But then when he when he sings it's just like demonic but it's Crazy. like easy yeah. but also despite the intensity it's got a strange like melody to it it's kind of cool and a lot of it with like the music as well like it's it's like the Definitely. combination of the music and the vocals just like got a great dynamic for sure yeah. no it's it's like perfect for it so that's the end of the workout playlist so i'm just gonna throw in like before we finish this off here sure. uh so i'm going to vegas at the end of april again um but <laughs> i found out that there's a show playing the weekend i'm in vegas and it is gojira mastodon and lorna shore 
playing mm-hmm. in Vegas when I'm there, and yeah, I'm awesome. going to I'm going to try and go. So yeah, I will when I, when we start our next season, I'll I'll let you know if I was able to make it or not, and hopefully hopefully I get there. And uh, it sounds like a pretty. It's, I mean, that lineup is undeniable, right? So I I kind of have to. That's that's <laughs> yeah, that's just yeah. too crazy to not at least well, try. Like, three bands that i haven't seen before that i really want to see so mm-hmm. all, all together right yeah no it's definitely worth it. it if you can go especially because uh you never got to go to the to uh misfits yeah i wasn't able to see misfits but th- so these guys are actually playing at the virgin hotel which is the same place i saw tenacious d where which i went to instead of misfits because they had to cancel right uh, it's a pretty cool venue so I'm, I'm pretty stoked about it yeah that'll be that'll be awesome uh and yeah i, I know i'll probably you know, as far as this episode goes, I know I'll probably get blasted by, you know, the hardcore deathcore fans because I left out Whitechapel on the, play- the playlist. <laughs> um, that, that's fine. But I mean, you, you get the gist of the brutal deathcore style from Job for a Cowboy and Suicide Silence. And, and really yeah. like, although like also Whitechapel, Chelsea Grin, uh, a band called Carnifex, uh, mm-hmm. they're all very capable bands, but you know, you don't need to play all of them because it's kind of the same sort of the same thing to me yeah if you want to explore the genre you got to jump into the sub genres more yeah yeah definitely i wanted to i wanted to hit like all the different uh, influences like kind of and there there's so many sub genres of deathcore that take influences from different places and i wanted to to really jump around a bit yeah part of the purpose of doing this podcast is to really explore new music and like try to get people exposed to new music maybe or it really got a good wide perspective for sure yeah, or, or reignite something that, you know, maybe people forgot about that they liked, you know, that they hadn't heard in a while. Or, yeah. Or like even like some of these bands you know, might not even know that they are related in terms of their inspiration. Oh, I, actually, and before we finish off here, another quick note. Uh, so remember I was talking about that. There's a, just give me one second. I got to find the playlist here. Uh, I was talking about that. Belgian metal scene, that hardcore scene or whatever, that was a it was called the H eight thousand hardcore scene in, in Belgium. Mm-hmm. And uh it's actually a playlist I found on Spotify called H eight thousand hardcore and it's got like all the albums of all these bands and it's actually really good if you're into you know, that hardcore metal crossover and it's like the in its early stages. Yep. My higher uh, end. Yeah. Worth checking out. Yeah, that's okay. uh that's it. Okay, that's it for the this season finale too. So, uh, yeah, that playlist we just went over, it's on Spotify. We update it uh, every week with these new songs. So that will be, I guess, completing the the season three playlist. So you got the ones from the previous two seasons around there, too. And that'll do it for this episode and season of The Heavy. See the show notes for a complete list of the songs you heard in this episode and a link to that season three workout playlist. And be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app if you like the show please tell a friend and leave us a rating on iTunes. Our website is theheavy.podbean.com. You can email us at theheavypod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're at theheavypod on all of those. And our show is edited by Ian Sutherland. Andrew does the research. Our brother Rob designed our logo. And our theme song is Stallions of the Highway by Savage Blade. I'm your host, Don Sutherland. And thanks for listening. We will catch you in September. We'll catch you after the summer. Later.